Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Episode 5 of Defenders is what we're here to talk about today. Yes! Um, so if you haven't seen episode 5 of Defenders, uh, you may want to leave us. By the way, we just watched the new Punisher trailer. We did. What do you think? I am... I continue to be excited about the Punisher series. Yeah, me too. And it really, like, we got flashes of some stuff about yeah. him. I kind of hated the trailer. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Really? The whole like smash it was it was it was all metaphorical I guess, but it's like I, him smashed up the ground. I expected him to like I I would have preferred like a case of guns or something. <laughs> like, you wanted, you or wanted like a, uh, red a scene from Red. Yeah, uh, Bruce seen, Willis yeah. smashing the. Okay, uh, I just would have liked to seen like he opens up a chest and it has like some infinite amount of guns inside of it and like his uh, his vest with the. With the with the white uh, stuff, you know the the, the white uh, skull from his uh, from the from the Daredevil season two or whatever, like sitting on top of it or something like that would have been better for me than like smashy smashy. Look, I made a mural. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem very punishing to me. So I have to assume that's not actually what happened. It's just like a metaphor for him, like uh, dealing with this grief and pain. And he's smashing through it and it's creating the Punisher. Nah, that was just it's not his, like, uh, his CrossFit regimen. Yeah, exactly. Like that's like, uh, his CrossFit regimen is to build a skull on the ground. I understand it's not, it's not literal. It's not actually what happened, right. but I kind of, I, th- I was thinking we were getting what was actually happening, like him preparing for battle or something. Nah, it was just, it was all talk. Yeah. I we got like it. flashes of his past. Yeah, now the flashes of his past were interesting, um, and uh, it seems like it's going to deal more with his, with like the military service that he was that he had that like with the people that ended up possibly being involved with his family's death, like his family's death. So, and I'm sure that's what the thing's going to focus on, but it's just interesting because we already got so much of that in Daredevil. So we'll see. I guess he's going to just delve into it deeper. Yeah, it uh, it looks like they had some flashbacks of his actual family too. So yeah, for sure. That's uh, that's something to look forward to. Oh, I'm going to cry so much. Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Okay, so let's get into Defenders Episode Five. We're going to go into Defenders Episode Five in three. Take shelter. Take shelter in three, two, one. Stick killed the finger. Yeah, fing- one so, finger has been removed. So one day. Yeah. One one finger has been removed. Well, so if the head has been removed from the finger. <laughs> Fingertip. Um, <laughs> a tea got a tipectomy. <laughs> um, well, that you know that nail was infected, so yeah, you had to make sure. So uh, if you're if you're looking back at this uh, and you want to know what episode we're talking about, this is the episode where uh, they all have to hide their friends because the hand has threatened all of their friends. So they take all their friends to the police station. That's the basics of the episode, and then um, they have to deal with the fact that the the hand thinks that Electra might be a defective weapon, and they might need to get rid of her. And Daredevil is trying to convince them that they don't need to kill. 
Electra. So, and it ends with Electra lying on the bed, lying on Matt's bed, all curled lying up. On Matt's bed. That's a beautiful shot, by the it way. It really was. Just I like the way her robes are laying and the way it's shot from above is beautiful. Yeah, and the the colorization in it, where like everything in his life is gray, but she's this this like burst of color, even if it is dark color. Yeah, yeah it was. Like, just coming into his life there, black and a little bit of red. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's funny. Everything every time uh, Daredevil's around is red. It's funny that her robes are red on the inside. It's like yeah. she's got a little bit of Daredevil in her heart, close to her heart. Um, <laughs> we talked about on our on our last episode how the lighting, uh, thanks to your your friend Bethany, was it? Yeah, Bethany. Uh, we talked about the lighting of each episode being you know based on what character has a big part in it, and like. They kind of smashed us over the head with it when, yeah. when Jessica was going to, to pick Je- up Trish. Jessica's in an all-blue uh, out- outdoor restaurant, and then she rescues her friend Trish, runs into another room, and it's all red all of a sudden. And I was yep. like, wait, where's Daredevil? Like, my mind immediately <laughs> went like, where's Daredevil? And then a second later, Daredevil throws a, throws one of his sticks or whatever. His baton. It's pretty good. And then they get into that fight with... Uh, God, I still don't know his name offhand. I don't either. <laughs> the Moon Bear guy. Yeah. I don't know the Moon Bear guy's name. Japanese hand leader. Yeah. One of the one As of the opposed hand to leader. South American or Chinese. South American, Chinese, uh African. European and African. And European. So yeah. Maybe they want Danny to lead the North American front. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, totally. Um <laughs> But no, Electra's going to lead it. Yeah. And when, then Matt's going to lead it. I don't know what's going to happen with Electra. I really don't. Because at this point, it seems almost too soon for her to flip. But it seems like she's definitely... Obviously, she's having memories from her real life. Yeah. Yeah, she's had... Matt has said that she's hesitated to kill him twice now. Because mm-hmm. like he calls her Electra and she recognizes it. So, I mean... I guess they're giving us the the trope of like love is stronger than resurrection from whatever liquid the hand has. Right. <laughs> whatever they, brainwashing. Whatever resources they used to bring her back to life did not wipe her memory completely. Um, yeah, they, uh, Alexander called it the substance, <laughs> like, which you know that's not ominous or generic at all. Which we saw in Daredevil season two, which was all the prelude to this we saw that they were draining blood from people i always thought it was blood that they were laying her in that's what i thought too that's why <laughs> that's why when it showed her uh, her Emerge. resurrection stuff you were just like what a bloodbath oh yeah that's right <laughs> that's right that is a bad joke i made <laughs> that was a terrible joke I, that you I made didn't make that on the internet though man you're you're, you're no uh, i have to lay this out you're outing me <laughs> i have to lay this out because i jokes. had to deal with this <laughs> Everyone else has to share in my pain, too. All right. I get that. <laughs> so, uh, really, this episode was all about them uh, collecting their friends. And I feel like each of their friends we could touch on. Um, <laughs> Colleen. They, they 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 have twice now kind of gotten rid of Colleen. <laughs> yeah. As as we said, she she disappeared. He's like, I got to do this alone. And so, she goes home. And then they, she like, comes okay. back for a minute and she gets herself sliced open. So, they're like, you got to go home again. <laughs> like, um, you got to get out of this fight. And she's like, maybe I just don't belong on the front line. Maybe I'm, I don't belong out there. And, I, you know, honestly, Claire's response to that and their whole interaction made me kind of tear up a little bit. I was like, God, they were just 
talking. Yeah. How is it that I'm like emotional about this? And Claire's all, you're not weak. Just, ugh. Yeah, ah. it was good. There was this whole spectrum of like friends willing to come along. Because yeah. like, Colleen was like, okay, we got to go. Let's go. And Claire was like, ah, okay, let's go. And Trish, like, Trish was like, I can't. I got to talk business. Yeah. Trish was like, you're being crazy. And she had to be shown like a fight right in front of her. Yeah. And then like Karen was just like, I thought that you gave this up. I like that Daredevil stepped in, and I like Trish's response to Daredevil being around, but I really wanted Trish to just jump up and save her friend. Yeah, I mean, she... Trish, Trish is a trained fighter, we know this. Sort of. She hasn't sort used... I trained. mean, she's she's not as... She's no... She's no. She's not like any of the rest of them. She's no she's, Daredevil. Honestly, she's more trained than Jessica is. Yeah, um, yeah. But she doesn't have the powers. She does, she does know Karab Maga. It would be wonderful just if... A little bit. I, I thought it would have been nice as like just like a... Not making her such a damsel in distress, like letting her jump in, even if just to stop that one swipe that he was about to kill her. Yeah, and then just let her be Hellcat. Yeah, and let let Jessica maybe re- regroup and start fighting, and then Daredevil show up. I just I kind of wish that Trish had uh, made some sort of effort on her own, you know, because she yeah. is training to do that. She was, um, but we, <laughs> I guess, I guess from a casual viewer perspective. Uh, if you're only watching certain ones of these shows, you don't know that. So yeah, if, who, if she, who if watches she, just one of these shows, though? To be honest, yeah, I, I, yeah, I wonder that. I really anybody do. listening to this podcast is not going to be watching just one of these shows. Sure, sure, that's true. But I, I just wonder, and if, if you are, you're not my friend until you watch all of them. <laughs> then we can be the best of friends. But until that time, go away. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They they, they do things on the show that make me feel like they're. They're trying to bring along people who aren't initiated in all the shows, like little explanations of people's characters and stuff. But they also do things that, like, I'm like, oh, that's very deep cut to some Defenders thing from one of the shows. So I, I can't tell what they're trying to do with that. But yeah. It's definitely made for us, the people who are watching everything. Yeah, it uh, it it certainly doesn't hold our hands. They're just kind of like, all right, you're in it, you know, you're you've come this far. Let's go. Yeah, kind of the same way that uh, Civil War did, as far as the movie side goes. I think it is the dumbest move to put everyone's friends in the same building. Right, but one of those blocks of C four that Jessica found, and they're all done. They're all toast at that yeah, point. Exactly, one bomb, and also like you know, the hand is got its fingers and everything. <laughs> Um. So how you, you who, what tr- I know you can trust Misty, but how do you know that there's not like a bunch of other yeah, cops? Like how do we not know that every single cop in there except for Misty is on their payroll? Yeah, I just didn't. I thought that was a really dumb move, and maybe yeah. maybe that's on purpose, and maybe they're going to get uh, attacked at the the police station and get all their friends in danger. But I I kind of feel like it just. If they don't touch on that, I feel like it's dumb. <laughs> it's a little dumb. I just, I feel like this may be the situation that makes Misty lose her arm and Ooh. go bionic. Like, Misty loses her arm, help is saving all of them. It gets cut off or something, That'd yeah. be awesome. And then she goes bionic and she becomes, you know, Misty Knight hero. <laughs> she, she goes from being Misty Knight to Misty Knight. <laughs> yeah. She becomes the hero that we know that she is. Yeah. Daughters of the Dragon. Woo. Daughters of the Dragon can happen. I'm, I'm all about it. Yes. I like, though, I like, though, that she questions Colleen on the sword. She's like, I'm told that one of my officers confiscated something 
unusual yeah. from you. Like, no, it's Katana. It was handed. She said, it's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's kind of how everybody from the Luke Cage side seems to be is like and the jessica jones side really well, yeah but like the the luke cage side of people seem to be saying like they look at the danny side they look at the iron fist side and they're like okay but like that's weird yeah. like i'm gonna allow it but that's really weird and yeah. then the jessica side is just like no that's dumb i'm out yeah no <laughs> yeah that's true just because like <laughs> i don't even believe this is happening i'm out of here <laughs> bye um i like that they that even the like the, all of the the four major heroes have, you know, their own perspective, their own way of thinking, and about the same thing, and you can see that difference in the character. And then, by extension, everybody behind them has their own ideologies about it, and they're kind of similar to the hero, but you know, they've got other perspectives on it. And it's just, it's like this: the world is fleshed out. The world is fleshed out. It's not just about these four heroes with faceless people behind them that they're protecting. Yeah. Like, these are real characters that we're caring about. Absolutely. And, and I think uh, it's interesting, too, how most of the characters are supportive. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Trish wants Jessica to be a hero. She wants her to come into the light and be a hero. Um, everyone in Luke's life... And Claire's a little on the fence about it. She well, she wants him to take some time for him and then go help everybody. Yeah, but she knows he's th- that's him. Uh, Matt's people are just like we tried to stop him. He just <laughs> he's gonna get himself killed. He he's we tried to he's help him get not get himself killed. Um. Oh well, I guess we got to accept it. So we've got everybody in a safe place, quote unquote. Um, unquote. Yeah, like I don't know, <laughs> and then. Then we, then we basically the rest of the episode is focused on Electra, yeah. And what is her deal? What do you think her deal is? Her deal. I don't know. It seems like she's just she's going rogue. She's breaking off from the hand. Yeah. She's she's breaking off the hand. She's definitely not a good guy yet. No. Could it be that by the end of this we're just going to have the defenders, including Electra, fighting I, the hand? I don't know that I would go that far. Yeah. Right now, it's like a good five-on-five match, because you've got four 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 fingers plus Electra, and you've got four defenders plus Stick. So, like, I could see a big final battle with those five-on-five. I feel like if they if Electra switches sides... It's going to make it real unfair. Yeah. It's too <laughs> much. Yeah. That's how it is. Um, of course, I don't we haven't know, we, seen Alexandra fight really yet, Yeah. So. And well, she steps in. We finally know what they what they actually want, uh, you know, because they were saying like Alexandra doesn't want to die, and the rest of them just want to live long enough to go home. And I guess that home is Kunlun. Yeah, which for sure. Is kind of I don't know. It's 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 good to finally have that revealed. Like that's all they really want is to get back to Kunlun. Doesn't matter how. Well, the interesting thing about it is that that's what the four four of them wanted, and that Alexandra. Just fears death, he said. Yeah. It's like, you're not, it's almost like you've lost your faith. You're no longer after returning to Kunlun. You just want to, you just want to escape death. You, you, she treats her as like almost a selfish, the selfish one. Yeah. Um, when she says everyone in this room is expendable, um, they had to remind her, even you. Yeah. Including you. I thought she meant that. I, I thought she was very, already 
saying that, but then when he said even you, she did look kind of stunned. She's like, what? What but, do you mean? But I'm the me. leader. <laughs> I'm the, he even called me the fearless leader. <laughs> yeah. He said it in Japanese, but I thought you guys understood. <laughs> I think that's a little bit odd that, like, Madame Gao is speaking, She, I mean, in Daredevil 1, she spoke primarily in Chinese. Right. And now she's speaking primarily in English. And then we've got new guy. I think his name is Murakami. Um, okay, but I'm not sure. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. They, they mentioned him. Moonbear they, guy. <laughs> Moonbear guy. So Moonbear guy is speaking almost ex- no ex- exclusively in Japanese, and they all understand him, and he understands them speaking English. And I guess that's fine. You know, if that's what you want to do. But like, it's weird and kind of off putting. Yeah. I don't know that I'd call it weird. It's it's off-putting. It's definitely off-putting. Murakami. It is Murakami. Okay. Murakami, yeah. Cool. Well, uh I feel like we've we've pretty much talked this episode through. Have we? Yeah. Okay. Um anything else you want to say about it? I want to know what is in what's behind the door. I think it's more the key to life, right? The key to immortality? I don't know. I think it has to be. I think it might be a secret passageway to Kunlun. Ooh, that's that's a great call. because there were secret passageways in that comic that we read. Yeah, for sure. So, so that that's a very possible uh, answer. Which I still think at least Alexandra feels that returning there will somehow uh, stabilize her life. Yeah, I think she wants to stay alive, which. Um, I, the, the only reason I don't think it's a, a mystical entrance to Kunlun is she wants it open as bad as they do, well, and they, they all say they want to survive long enough to return to Kunlun. Yeah, um, but it could be that's that's interesting. If I, it I is like a that secret plan. entrance, if it is a secret entrance to Kunlun, like a mystical gateway portal, mm-hmm. whatever, then that's going to make Danny want to open it as bad as they do. That's true. Yeah. That's true, which gives him, like, motivation to switch sides. Yeah. Or at least motivation to go kind of his own way, go a little bit rogue. Because he'll be thinking, like, I want to do the thing that they want to do, but I'm doing it for me and not for them, and I can stop them while I'm also doing it for me. Yeah. And that's not... uh, it's not going to work. No, yeah, that's a good call. That's a that's a good call and a, definitely an interesting idea. I hadn't thought that. Good call. Yeah. It's um, probably not going to happen that way, but we'll see. <laughs> but I guess if that is the case, somehow Alexandra thinks that means she'll get to live longer that's what by returning to Cunnelon. <laughs> that's what you think? Which I don't know. I don't know how what the powers of Cunnelon are. Um, Maybe that's where they found the substance. Yeah, it's very possible. But that they have now used all of. <laughs> we, we ran out our stash. We need some more. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I think, yeah, I think that we're ready for episode six. Can we yeah, please go watch I think episode so. six? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Um, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, uh, or call us at 573-CAST-MCU. Um, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash mcucast, and you can uh, support the show at various levels, and there are various rewards for the various levels. And if you uh, support us, you also get early and ad-free access to all of our episodes. So check it out. Uh, thank you very much for everyone. Uh, we will be back with you very soon.
Until next time, true believers. Thank you.